Good day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'll be the host of this here podcast, the Ted Smith, greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Ooh, in the lower left, coming live from Austin, Texas. Yes, my name is Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? What's going on, boys? Cowboy country. Matt sent me a meme just completely eviscerating Austin today. So, you know, hat in hand. But uh, what's up? What's podcast? <laughs> all right. Back there in the uh, top left corner, get the studio all set up, getting ready to rock. Matt, comma, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. It's good to see you again. It's been a little while. Yeah, yeah been a couple weeks. That was my fault last week. Uh, MCTP had asked if we could change days for... Uh, <laughs> For, her, for his brother's birthday, I completely forgot and playing something Wednesday. So just uh, didn't didn't work out for us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, today, we have a special guest, one I would call a personal friend. I've known him for years. Uh, Matt, or, you know, it's going to be weird. They're both Matt's, but our Matt knows him as well. Seen him at plenty of shows. Cobb, you might have seen him before. He goes by the name of Matt Hayward. You've probably seen him at our shows, taking commercials. Matt, good to have you on the cast. Well, hello. Thanks for having me out. So I want to tell people that Matt has been photogra- a photographer for, I don't know. I mean, I every major rock show we have, you're there. Every pop concert, this and that. So I never say much to him. I'm always just impressed the way his photographer, his photos make me look cool and everything else. We give a good Two weekends ago. passing by backstage and all that good stuff for some, for some moments. Yeah, we always have a good talk. But last, two weeks ago, he posted a picture of him doing some work at Coachella and he had he had a picture with Lewis Hamilton. And I was like, Matt, now I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> That's what That's it awesome. took. That's what it took. Most people I know, I post that picture and they're like, who? Ted oh. is all over it. And then the people that were like, oh. holy crap, Lewis Hamilton. I'm like, oh, are you a big F1 fan? They're like, well, no, I, I see the show on Netflix, though. And like like <laughs> uh, me, I've never seen a race, but I love that show on Netflix. So I was pretty stoked about Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> I'm trying to put it in perspective for people that don't understand. I mean, just rattle off some of the names of the the people you've taken photos of. I mean, pop, rock, and you you country, you got it all. But, I mean, most yeah. I mean, in in music, I, I do. I, I I'm I shoot all genres, and so George Strait in country, Metallica in metal for pop. I don't know Ariana Grande, Adele. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, all, all over the board. Lots of hip hop, uh, EDM, you name it. I mean, I'm I'm trying to trying to stay as busy as I possibly can. And um and sometimes I go and I'll shoot a show and I don't even know who the heck it is. They just tell me where to go and I, I cover <laughs> it and I end up falling in love with the the band or the, the the singer or whatever and buy a record. It's like most of my favorite bands I've figured out were my favorite after seeing them live in front of my camera initially. Well, as many shows as you go to, like we talk about this all the time, and like I don't think I'm taking a swipe at him, but like I don't sit around my house and listen to a ton of Avenged Sevenfold. But their live show is amazing. amazing. I've seen them like seven or eight times, and like specifically, like don't miss them. It's, I mean, you you see so many bands, like I don't know. Do you know? Like it's just kind of crazy that some people put on a live show. Some people I I love the music and I've seen them live, 
TI. It was not that good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I mean that happens. I I get I mean if I'm being totally honest, I get kind of bored with a lot of music today. And so when somebody does come out and just blows my socks off and then I'm like all in, you know what I mean? I like bands that just throw it all out on the stage. They don't care if they're sweat like Cage Elephant is a band that comes to mind. They're like, yep, probably my favorite to photograph because Matt Schultz is just like sweaty and he's just like all over the place. He's jumping in the crowd. It's like it's not a like a really I mean, I, I'm he's making it look impromptu. I'm sure there's a lot of work that goes into it, but it looks more spontaneous than the really well choreographed, like high end pop acts where it's kind of the same show every single night. And, you know, you've got dancers behind them and everybody's been it's well rehearsed and really well polished. But I can watch that on TV, I guess. And so I, I like like dirty rock and roll that gets in your face. Juliet Lewis in the licks, Juliet Lewis, the actress, you know, she's like a yeah, punk rock singer and she's just killer on stage. So much fun. Um, Star Crawler is another favorite. I like just like kind of punk rock, dirty, like for my when I get personal enjoyment out of it. Or if the music is um, just amazing, like Radiohead. I mean, like I, I'm I'm the guy that wasn't into Radiohead. Like that, I'm not one person. And then I photographed them at Key Arena, now Climate Pledge Arena, I guess. I'm like, holy crap! Why haven't I been paying attention to Radiohead? And so then I just bought every single record. I've become obsessed with Radiohead ever since. And so there are certain. Things like that. Manchester Orchestra is another one that comes to mind. I saw yeah. them live. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is incredible music. My favorite band of all time, like growing up. Hopefully everybody listening's had some kind of an experience in, in music where it kind of changed your life in one way or another. For me, it was Jane's Addiction when the album Nothing Shocking came out like in the late 80s. I'm, I'm aging myself, I guess. But I mean, I, I bought that cassette tape and i played it so much that the tape broke and i had to buy another tape and you know so just that was by far my favorite album still is probably my favorite album of all time but i got to photograph jane's addiction and that's like you know for me that was incredible nine inch nails one of my favorite bands jane's addiction up. i was to say jane's addiction too like i've seen you backstage at a lot of shows that's one where i was like oh he's actually legit geeked to be back here filming them. <laughs> like I was That's like, awesome. you were as excited. I think you were as excited to get that picture as I was to get one with Gavin Rosdale. <laughs> that was a good story too with Gavin Rosdale. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, that was it painting the grass at the gorge. I yeah. don't remember what year that was, but it's going back. And so it was Jane's and Chains, right? Allison Chains was uh was like a co-headliner. And Jane's Addiction had like a, a band rehearsal set up kind of right where we were all out. I had my computer set up and um, was talking to Stephen Perkins, the drummer who I, I genuinely believe is the greatest drummer in, you know, of all time. And I'm talking to him and and I was geeked out. Like, so I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't normally say that, but you know, here I, I am. I love your music. It's, it's uh, you know, this and that. And I said, and I've, I've photographed you guys a few times. I can never get a really good shot of you because your drum kit is so high and it's really difficult from down in the pit. He's like, oh, well, we'll just sit behind me on stage and, and shoot from there during the set. And it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so I'm on stage at the Gorge Amphitheater behind my favorite drummer, listening to my favorite band. 
it was just amazing. That was an incredible experience. And so, yeah, it was, that was a ton of fun. And then, you know, I talked to Perry Farrell after the show, you know how that went. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I didn't know how much we could say, but I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's an awesome story. And like, look, I, I'm lucky enough, right. Working on the men's room and cast W like I've been on some stages, but yeah, there's something different about being on the stage at, at the gorge. Oh, like, you know, and like white river is a great amphitheater and there's a, you know, thousands of people there. But like when you're on stage at the gorge, you're like, holy shit. Like yeah, this you, is a, this is a big deal. You feel the magnitude. Like it's it, even the most um, top level artists in the world get on that stage and go, wow, this is something. So Yep, for sure. It's it is. There's nothing like it in the Northwest. That's for sure. I mean, it's it's um, it's a drive to get out there, but it's worth it. It's a it's a haul to get out there. That is, I've been to Red Rocks too. That is one thing Red Rocks has over the Gorge. Red Rocks is much closer to Denver than the Gorge is to Seattle. <laughs> yeah, and I'm such a, you know, so I cover the Watershed Country Music Festival every year, and it's I, I love that festival. It's it's a ton of fun. I. The, the I mean the scenery. Ooh. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, fucking kick the dust up. Let's go, Luke. You're talking about the river, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the river. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shake it for me, river. Shake it for me. The small jean shorts for a river. <laughs> yes, indeed. That's one. You know, that's one. Like three days in. Like usually by the third day, I'm kind of done because everybody's just hammered the whole time. And and everybody is good looking at that festival. Every it's required. I don't think they let like oh, it's a country oh, show. I I they let me in because I have like a press credential, but otherwise they're like, no, you're you're out, dude. You're way too frumpy. <laughs> and so I you know, but I cut. But everybody's so hammered, and people are like, dude, take my picture, take my picture. And so I remember the last. It was last year, I guess. It was a group, and some guy just could barely even you know one eye was closed, his tongue's kind of stuck to the side of his face. He's that drunk. Take our picture, man. And I held up my camera, and I just said, "Click." And then I walked away. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it's one of those things. But the <laughs> festival itself is actually a, a ton of fun, and so I, I do love shooting out the gorge for sure. What uh, <laughs> talking to Matt Hayward here? What oh, hey. what genre would you say? Like what's the what's the different party scene in the genres, right? Like what's the difference between like a rock show to like a country show to say like a rap show to say like a hippie like a Grateful Dead? Country is more rock and roll than rock and roll in my opinion. Like from the fans and just the party vibe, like Watershed in particular. But basically every single country show that I cover, I feel like the. And it's not really my genre to listen to. Like, I'll listen to Chris Stapleton. I really like his music. And so I'll listen sure, to some country, yeah. but it's not, it, but it's one of my favorite. It's like, it's, I think it's the most popular genre of music in the United States, if I'm not mistaken. And they, and they come ready to, to play pretty hard. And usually the, the bands or the singers or whoever, they really are engaged with their fans. And so it's, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, the metal fans the you know, that's always fun. It's a party. It's, it's wild. I love pain in the grass. That's one of my favorite events to cover every single year. Nice. Um, and so, and then like indie rock is a little more like kind of the Seattle head nodding sort of a thing I find. And so it's a little more tepid, I guess, if I'm really trying to generalize, 
but that you know that's there's exceptions to every i mean you could just say it band of horses yeah (laughs) you know pop like traditional pop is like it's it's a lot of high-pitched screams you know from you know a young crowd for sure and so that's that's one where i have to remember to bring my earplugs not because of the music but because of the fans and then hip hop i usually leave pretty high by the end of a sh- of a strong hip hop show i remember i shot just, just, just hanging out <laughs> just hanging out man Contact at Wamu on 420 dude you mean that's that's no joke you know <laughs> well i have a friend of a friend who does security down uh because matt matt here mctp he's down in uh, palm springs now so a, a friend of a friend is pretty high up in the security chain at coachella <laughs> so this was years ago and i didn't realize they had all those different festivals and then my buddy asked him like well how's it working coachella and he's like easy he's like everybody's in a real good mood he's like everybody makes fun of it because of influencers but he's like you know the guy was like i don't know people are eating mushrooms or taking something else he's like they're in a really good mood and we're like what about the other shows he was like the rock shows are a little different he's like beer gardens like liquor gardens packed little older crowd he's like where we have some issues is those country shows he was like (laughs) those people show up wait like drunk drunk they play like there for like two or three days look matt you've seen me plenty of times i'm a good drinker but if i sit out in the sun pounding jack daniels before i go in like oh ted's gonna be asleep oh yeah <laughs> it was like seahawks games too you ever you ever go to a seahawks game you see like the dude asleep it didn't even make it inside the venue he's just laying out on the concrete security is like taking tickets over you know that's just yeah. almost always seems to happen but country is a lot like that for sure so i could see that dude when i was in uh london years ago <laughs> for that seahawks game the guy in front of us and we had really good seats he was on fire in the first quarter and he was like i'm from bainbridge island like he's telling the whole story i'm like yeah dude like i'm from seattle i know (laughs) but same thing at like halftime like his buddies had to take him out he was that hammered and i was like and look i've missed plenty of college football game having too much fun but i'm like man we flew all the way to England for this one you gotta watch (laughs) this game pace yourself pace yourself like come on that's you, you know that's that's amateur hour right you travel the globe maybe jet lag played a played a factor there but i yeah. you know I, I it's i'm not a real judgy guy but i kind of judge those choices like dude you're obviously hyped about this game about this experience and you don't remember any of it Ooh. all right so talking to matt hayward of matt hayward photography so what does matt do like most people go to concerts that's like a super <laughs> highlight of their summer or fall like I don't, what do you, what do you do? Like you see so many of them. Like, can you re- relax at a concert? Do, do you ever just go as a regular citizen? I can't remember the last time I did. Honestly, like there's <laughs> a couple of bands that I would, but I just I get I'm spoiled, man. Like I can walk in at the last minute. I walk right up to the stage. I can you know do my thing and then kind of get out, not get all jostled around. And I just, well, I guess um, my wife and I went and saw. Billy Idol at Showbox Soto. I don't remember whenever that was that show was. I couldn't get a credential to photograph him, and and uh, my wife really likes Billy Idol. I like Billy Idol, and so we went. All right, but you know it's packed, sold out show in Soto, and people. It just for me, I just I, I don't like getting knocked around. I almost got in a fight. Like it was just like <laughs> one of those things. I just so it's it's not that. 
enjoyable for me. And so, like I said, there's a few bands that I will go and see. Jane's Addiction, Nine Inch Nails, Radiohead being the top three, Manchester Orchestra. I'll tell you who I photographed recently and I would go to a show is Grace Jones of all people. Remember Grace Jones? Grace Jones? Like from like the 80s? Yes. She's like in her 70s. She is killing it, man. She puts on a hell of a good show. I was absolutely blown away. And so she played, what, The More? That was this year. I bet I could find when, but it was awesome i'm reading her biography now like so i'm I'm like okay i'm a fan like grace jones who knew and and she you know and it all kind of ties together like she was a supermodel and actress and does all the and then music and so for a photographer she's very visual she worked my cameras which i love that anytime i can get a little like direct attention that's that's always nice but yeah she killed so there's some bands that i'll definitely saint vincent is another one like i photographed right. her a bunch of times she's an incredible guitarist and really really puts on a great show um and so i would just go to to watch her perform but i'm i'm picky man i i really am i i just uh all right which act have you seen like i i don't want to say get old but like how should i phrase this past like, their prime who sucks not who, past their prime but maybe like used to be hard partying Maybe still has some cocktails, but like their shows, if their shows at 830, it starts at 831 now. Like, is there any of those acts you've been like taking pictures of for so long? It's like, oh, yeah, you could tell these dudes or these women are in their 30s now. Not like they play the show. They're done at cutoff. Yeah. Switch from white powder to white claw. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think. I'm kind of looking through my archive right now. Like, Uh. in. It it definitely does happen. Like if they're just kind of phoning it in, like okay, we're on the clock and gonna, you know, I, I can't. I I don't know. I don't like to talk smack about anybody specifically, at least not on the record. But I uh, I don't think it's a bad thing. Like a few years ago, oh, I like the early shows. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I was, Prince was always famous for that. Like yeah. whatever time it said, it started, and he would play for like ninety minutes, and that was it. <laughs> But like uh, I saw a post the other day, somebody was just like, I went to a ludicrous show and they're like, it started on time. You could tell these people have gotten older. <laughs> Dude. Well, there you go. Because, yeah, it seems like for me, it seems like every a lot of shows are late. That And that does bother me. Like it's uh, I feel if it's if it's five, 10, 15 minutes late, that's one thing. But if it's like an hour and a half, two hours late, um, didn't that happen? I think that happened at Coachella with Frank Ocean, right? He was like hours hour and a half late or something like yeah, that something like that Wrapped the whole like ice skating rink and then you end up canceling for this weekend i don't know anything about frank ocean but i just know that when i'm especially if i'm there like we're i just think it's disrespectful to the fans to to start too late i mean yeah if you show if you go out early that's kind of like a little too eager i suppose so it's a fine line but it know. is, but like Kanye was famous for that. He did a show in Seattle. I want to say it was like 90 minutes late or something. I'm just like, that's a long time to just be sitting there waiting. Yeah, and you're kind of like, is this going to happen or what? I remember uh, it might have even been for, it might have been a show that was hosted by 1077 The End with AWOL Nation, also at right. Showbox Soto, and there was no photo pit. And so I was wedged up at the stage and they were really late and the crowd was definitely antsy and it was packed. And I saw Gregor DJ at the end 
off to the side and I kind of waved them. I was like, I was almost at the point where I was going to have to leave. I was, again, I'm sounding like such a diva, but I was so thirsty. I've been there so long. And I like kind of waved at him. He's like, what's up? I'm like, and I kind of gave a hand gesture for water. And so he came out on the stage and the crowd cheers like, yeah, finally. And he hands me a water <laughs> off the stage and the whole crowd booed me. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that was a good one. That's pretty good. Before we say before we let we let you go here, just circle it back to the gorge and stuff. Uh, again, we're talking to Matt Hayward, Matt Hayward Photography. So the first time I did a stage announcement at the gorge was uh he was his velvet revolver was coming on right because uh duff's in that band so i'm sitting backstage i didn't know i was doing the stage here till we had already been out in the parking lot like play, throwing around a football and having a couple beverages so like when i find out like castle's like hey th- like tighten up like you got to do this i'm like cool <laughs> but we're, we're standing backstage and his matt can attest like the security at the gorge is no joke that's so, like it's just like stand right here and wait. So I'm waiting. Duff comes over. I'm like, hey. And he's like, hey, Ted, what's going on? And I'm like, my mouth is so dry and I'm nervous. And he looks at me. This was years ago. He goes, I'm nervous too. I've never played here. Then he's like, hang on, dude. And I remember he came back with a bottle of Fiji water. And I was like, ah, oh, this is rock and roll. That Fiji is water. rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best, man. That's a great story. That seems right. like classic Jeff <laughs> McKagan. He's an oh, awesome that dude, dude is amazing. Like just yeah. so nice and down to earth. Like just awesome. Yeah, oh. I, I love that. That's what I really like. I mean, he's in arguably one of the biggest rock and roll bands of all time, and you just would never know it by talking to him. Like he's so unassuming and just down to earth mike mccready's the same way with pearl jam like just super chill like we have rock royalty living in the seattle area and they're just chill guys like this they'll hang out with you it's cool all right uh do people want to what, what is it matt hayward.com or matt well, matt hayward photo but matt with just one t like a doormat so matt hayward photo.com <laughs> out of curiosity do you still do random events like i always just see at concerts like do you, I mean, oh, like, do you ever do like a wedding or like a senior uh, prom picture? Or I that, do a lot that... of corporate, more like corporate events, and so I shoot for Getty Images, and so there's a lot. Right. So I was at Coachella this past week. I've been traveling a lot, and so I, I did. The, I went to Austin, Texas. So, um, oh yeah. So for the, um, there was the NBA All Star game, and so I did some jobs for Adidas. Had there's a lot of activations that go out on on the side, and then. Um, I do Sundance Film Festival. That was really fun this year. So I went down to Palm Springs for Coachella, but I never stepped foot in Coachella. I did like different events. And so like a this insane where Lewis Hamilton was at it was this crazy party uh, hosted by Mark Jacobs at this beautiful mansion that Lizzo lived at for a long time. This insane, like all these wow. supermodels and fashion designers and actors and you name it. And um so I do a lot of that kind of stuff. And then there was music that happened, like Lil Durk jumped on this little four foot stage, you know, and and did a song for 60 people. And so that kind of stuff is what I'm I do more of than than random shows um right. anymore. But it's uh it just kind of really depends on on where I'm sent. But I've been pretty busy this year. The pandemic is over, that's for sure. Um, it's, <laughs> business is a boom. 
<laughs> Good. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. And uh, as I say, we'll take a break here and we'll come back with emails. What's Matt and the cop topic? All right. Thank you to our sponsors, as always. Uh, that's pretty cool having Matt on there. I've known that guy for years. But yeah, Lewis Hamilton is finally like, dude, you got to come on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. And he has uh, he has some very good stories that uh, I get for reasons he can't uh, <laughs> retell them. But like some of them, you be- <clears throat> I, I have learned through my own journey and working in entertainment and everything else. Like it is shocking sometimes the people that are super cool and shocking. Some of the people that think they're like just the <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, yeah, I bet as a photographer too, you kind of see some crazy stuff because you always have the eye for what's going on, but you sort of like can blend into the background a little bit after a while as people are partying and they just kind of get used to your presence, you know? Because people aren't thinking about talking to you. So I feel like he just truly is like a fly on the wall at times. He probably gets to see some real crazy, you know, off-limits backstage stuff. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And he said, next time I invite him over, I'm going to say no camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cobb, I forgot to ask you. Do we have some emails? This is strictly off the record. Um I, you know, it's so funny. I have one job on this podcast. It's easy as hell, and I didn't even pull up the email. So give me just a second. <laughs> All right. Well, I do have an update on the cat wars. Okay. Uh, somebody told me with cats, you need to blink slow, and that shows a sign of respect to them. So the one huh. cat, <laughs> one dude, what? Wait, what's the cat war? What the f- are we talking about? Oh, I thought we had talked about this before. Like a couple weeks ago, there's just a cat staring at me. And then he was rubbing his face all over my, uh, excuse me, my little patio. And I was like, all right. Seems like he was kind of like stalking oh, yeah. around. So you're going to show him a sign of respect or a sign of disrespect? Like where, what's, what's, your, show, what's your end goal? I want to show him a sign of respect. Be cool with him. But I've realized now like my patio is just a battleground. Because then the cats from the right side, they come over. They seem a little friendlier. They kind of stare at me, but then they're rubbing themselves on the ground. So I don't know. There's two, there are two answers. Number one, I become friends with cats. And number two, I got to go out there and rub rub myself on the ground. Dude, I have a third option for you, but it's it's the nuclear option. Okay. Quick, quick background. I obviously grew up with cats. My cat had 26 kittens over the course of her life. So I know cats very well. I've had a lot of firsthand experience, um, to say the least. But, uh, if you want to go with the nuclear option, you buy yourself, spend $6, get yourself some fresh catnip. You'll have those cats eating out of the palm of your hand. Oh, get them hooked on drugs. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ted, that's what you did to me. That's why I'm still here 10 years later. Okay. <laughs> My only question is, what if I wake up and the cats are just out the window like, hey, man, hey, man, we need, we need some nip. You got that nope. <laughs> <laughs> you got that um, yeah with the fresh leaves if you just kind of like grind it up in your fingers a little bit they'll just they'll love you forever they, they don't get like you know they don't get like the like physical like i i don't know they don't get like the addict vibe they just when it happens to come by they enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> sounds like weed yeah yeah exactly it's, <laughs> it is it's exactly like weed yeah, like right. People aren't selling their bodies for weed, but it's like, you know, I mean, what's that? Half baked? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got uh, six emails. All right, let's get to them. I didn't go through them ahead of time, so we'll see what we got. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just sometimes I can never tell like sometimes how long they're going to be or just what crazy ass people are going to say. Uh, greetings to the greatest podcast in all the suburbs. All the lands. <laughs> all the suburbs. <laughs> okay, Ted, you're entering a new stage of life and you're probably confused and have lots of questions. As you grow into your new suburban life, you're going to notice things are changing in your mind and body. Don't worry. This is perfectly natural and normal. You're already starting to notice the call of the hardware store. This is your inner dormant <laughs> suburban man awakening. Soon you'll be. <laughs> this is awesome. Soon you'll be gathering tools, not because you have a specific need or a project that requires them, but because you may someday have a need for them. Don't fight this impulse. Any suburban man knows the real way to impress a woman is to show them your wood lathe with 36-inch base, 10-horsepower motor, and full set of precision-sharpened chisels. Now, on to the dating advice. First, no matter how well you plan it, no matter how many times you go over the list, no matter how many people you consult beforehand, every suburban project will require more than one trip to the hardware store. That is actually true. Uh, <laughs> I find this out. Pay attention to this part. You cannot give the impression to the woman at the checkout counter that you're incompetent. This is an impression that you can never lose. So change your clothes before returning to the hardware store. This will improve your chances of not being recognized. An even better option, go to a different hardware store instead of returning to the same uh, the same one. In all seriousness, I've been married for almost 10 years now. I've got no clue about dating in the burbs, cut, or city. Uh, good luck, dude. August. Oh, nice. P.S. <laughs> Screw that guy on the light rail who woke up the sleeping guy. I 100% guarantee he woke that guy up because he thinks people shouldn't sleep on the train and has appointed himself as the light beer Phoenix Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I will say only uh, only a couple crazy interactions, though. Today, when I got on the train, I mean, it, it just smelled like pee. <laughs> oh, yeah. Classic. Yeah. That's like like I usually like to sit up. You guys been on the light rail, like kind of up in the. <laughs> What are you take those two stairs up? But oh, I was yeah. like, oh my God. Like that that smells it was way too strong. Like I gotta walk down towards the other end of the train. Yeah, the unmistakable <laughs> odor, aroma of homeless urine. <laughs> <laughs> also, That's shout a- out, shout out to our very own MCTP. I'm uh now four chapters in to Geronimo by Mike Leach. Love it. It's a really good book, man. And it it shows you a lot about like his coaching style too. Mike Leach, the football coach? Correct. Wrote a book. Yeah. About Geronimo and the Apache. Wow. <laughs> that dude, God, that guy, man, really was full of just like random, like what? He he such <laughs> unexpected moves from Mike Leach. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, after he passed, I was reading some article about him and it mentioned that book, and I just thought of Ted, and it was I think it was right around your birthday. Um, yeah, you sent it to me for my birthday or for Christmas, and I was like, "All right, cool. Like maybe I'll read it." Then you fast forward two and a half months, and now I'm like, now I'm a big commuter on the train. It's like, all right, I got time to read this book. <laughs> That's awesome, Bourbon <laughs> Ted, y'all. <laughs> I mean, dude, there's some really like I've been annoying some people, so I'm like, well, actually, this is what the Apache did. <laughs> my one buddy was like, just, just stop saying that. That's <laughs> exactly <laughs> what I was hoping would happen. Right. <laughs> I was like, well, the reason they raided, you know, old Mexico so much was they had killed a bunch of the Apache. So, I mean, they killed Geronimo's whole family. 
He never let it go. <laughs> Dad, if this was an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, like it would cut to like you with your boss, like, you know, negotiating like something important. And you're like, well, you know, uh, as Geronimo did, uh, you have to like, just like dropping these little quotes into like, you know, like just shoving them into like, you know, your conversation with the guy at Subway or whatever. <laughs> oh, I forgot, Matt. I did it to Cobb last week. So we didn't podcast on Tuesdays. I completely forgot. So I randomly called Cobb as we were talking about some stuff. And I he brought up something. I was like, well, you know, Geronimo says. <laughs> <laughs> he did. You got to take risks. Calculate it, but take them. <laughs> oh, that's yes. That's exactly what I was picturing when I heard. Like, as soon as I heard that he wrote a book about Geronimo, I was like, if Ted has random facts about Geronimo rattling around his brain, the world's a better place. It is. Dude, Ted, I would love with this new commute schedule if, like, you know, you're just reading regularly and, like, over the like, next three to five years, you just get hella scientific. Like, you get some glasses and you're just, like, always, like, you know, quoting ancient philosophy and stuff. <laughs> and uh, I'm telling you, like, it's fine looking at your phone. You just, you feel classier holding a book. 100%. 100%. Uh, greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the, the land. land. Hola, gents. I hope y'all are doing awesome. Not gonna lie, after y'all read read my email a couple weeks ago, the smirk hasn't left my face. New listener, so I'm playing catch up, and I have the perfect job for it as I'm uh, an OTR driver. Uh, y'all were right when guessing what it meant. That what did we guess over the road? You guys remember? Uh, I'm assuming that's what we guessed. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Uh, large truck driver. Uh, driving affords me the opportunity to listen to almost 11 casts a day. Damn, Damn. bro. You will, you will chew through our back catalog in about 50 days. Damn. Um, that's actually <laughs> impressive, guys, that 11 casts a day that it would take like, you know, 40 or 50 days. Good for us. A uh, few things from the past couple of days. First of all, Seattle Underground is awesome. I've lived and visited all over the world, and that tour has been the best in my opinion. Second, Slumdog Millionaire is effing awesome. Thank you. I agree. Lastly, I have a newfound affinity for F1 racing. Thanks to y'all. Uh, thank you for everything. And keep us sane. LARP on. Keith, the over-the-road guy. Or uh, the nice. OTR guy. <laughs> I made it sound dumb. He actually made it sound cool. The OTR guy. <laughs> I should say I met a couple of uh, podcast listeners at the Men's Room World Tour event we had at the Muckle Shoot this weekend as well. One guy was, uh, oh, <clears throat> sorry, brother. I can't remember your name, but uh, he was just telling me about his life and it had been a tough couple years and stuff and uh you know things had changed in the pandemic he was he was very grateful and he was i was very happy he stopped me and said hello oh nice hell yeah yeah you want some you want some ted smith one-on-one time at a men's room event just mention you actually listen to the podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh yeah you're in i was like working the line and stuff and i was like ah hang on i'm gonna come back and talk to you (laughs) (laughs) oh a true fan (laughs) (laughs) um uh ted uh did you receive any uh packages at the station and just a fan was requesting uh if you if uh he's wanting to see if if it got to you said you yes all right who's this from um he did not sign his name i can tell you if you'd like yeah Uh, i'll just use his first name carl okay so i was talking about how my oven the numbers after like 300 have been are just worn out and you can't tell what they are so i get to work and there's a package on my desk and i'm like huh and i open it up and it's a thermometer for your oven 
and then like these specific that you put in the oven and then like these specific markers and it was for carl it was like hey man just keep turning them up a little bit and when you see it's at 300 or 325 make a new mark and i was like damn thanks dude Dude, that's a great gift. That's like yeah. thoughtful and not over the top. I love that. Great move, Carl. Yeah. Wow. Like I was, we got Carl. I was all pumped at work. Like, thanks, man. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. Good. <laughs> uh, well, then uh, received. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, wow. Also, this one... side note, Cobb, uh, one of our old friends through the uh, Scooter Club. I didn't realize he lived in my neighborhood. We ran into each other at the QFC. Really. Yeah. Um, I, I'm Paul. not quite. Paul. What? Oh, Paul. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> it was oh, just yeah. funny. And he's like, "What are you doing in here?" And I was like, "Uh, what are you doing in here?" He's like, "I live up here." And I was like, "Ah, me too. Now we're neighbors. <laughs> Sunday afternoon. See you at the QFC." <laughs> nice. Yeah, he's lived there a long time, actually. Yeah. Um. Uh, to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the, all land. the land. Uh, cop topic. Where are you at? I'm in denial. I'm going through a divorce and our first mediation meeting is tomorrow and I'm scared, but I'm doing my best to not think about it. I love my wife and the tension just became too much. So she ended it. Uh, We have two young boys and COVID didn't help. This is by far the worst thing I've ever gone through. And that's coming from an army infantry man, man who spent a year in Iraq in one of the most violent cities in one of the most violent years. I'm doing my best to keep together. I actually started working out and eating right and stopped drinking. So I'm down 35 pounds over the last six months. Nice. I'm trying to keep it slow and consistent now and not yo-yo. Uh, <clears throat> but, I've also <clears throat> but I've also been reading Brene Brown, uh, an anger management book, and actually uh, listening uh, uh, in counseling. Oh, actually listening while I'm in counseling. Uh, trying to get my head and emotions right as well. Good. Uh, your show means a lot to me. It's the first past podcast I started listening to, and you guys have brought me a lot of laughs over the years, and at times uh, when I've been in low places. Keep it up, boys. You make a difference. To those out there struggling in a marriage, take Ted and Cobb's advice. Oh, where is this going to go? This took a hard turn, boys. <laughs> I was like really feeling for this guy, and I was like, ooh, wait, okay, dangerous line. Uh, buy some flowers and be kind. And if you want advice from someone in hindsight, Stop blaming and look inward for the issues in your marriage, because when it ends, it ends hard. Felt good to say some of that. Please leave the name off this one. No problem. Salute yeah. to you, brother. I mean, that just sucks. Going through divorce is horrible. I don't mean, I've never been through a divorce, but I I can only imagine. Like, I've been through breakups that were just soul crushing. So yeah. well, I'm sorry to hear that, but, you know, glad we can keep you entertained somewhat. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it, I feel like anytime you're going through something crazy, like the worst, dude, it, it, this always drives me nuts because when I'm going through something, people will say this to me and I'm just like, you react. Okay, people are always like, look, you know, it does get better and the the hurt like fades over time. But when someone tells you that, you honestly just want to be like, you know what? Fuck you, Dave. <laughs> but yeah. it's actually true. Um, it is. You just don't know so, it at the time. Yeah, and even if you know it, uh mentally like you hear us say that like it doesn't feel true but you know 10 years from now you can listen back to this episode and you'll be like actually that that was sage wisdom but it, it still hurts to hear and it feels like salt in the wound but yeah that's awful that you're going through that dude i'm sorry yeah and that's like something like that it's not gonna like that's gonna hurt for a minute you know i think also just kind of acknowledging that will will help you along the way and then man the other thing is you know don't be afraid to take a time out for you 
right? Whether it was me dealing with deaths in the fall or going through it, you know, him going through a divorce, like it's okay once in a while when you have time, like one night, you know, because sleep's so important. Just, I don't know how, just whatever you can do to kind of relax, take, you know, take a time out for yourself and just, just say, all right, we'll, we'll get back to it tomorrow. We'll get some sleep. Yeah. I mean, he's making moves with the nutrition and the exercise and, you know, he started the email with like I'm in denial, and I didn't. He sounded pretty self-aware and kind of you know conscious throughout that. You know, like just saying I'm in denial. You know, to me is kind of a pretty powerful thing in general to have the awareness to recognize it, and you know, it's tough to accept. But um, yeah, I think self-awareness and making positive strides with the health and the not drinking is like, that's the best thing you could do for yourself. That's the best thing you could do for your kids. And, you know, it's it's a surefire way to make what Cobb was saying earlier actually be true and kind of speed, you know, hopefully speed up the process a little bit. So, you know, I, I applaud you for that, man. Yeah. And final thought, I think looking inward is always good advice. Um. Hello. So this is oh, yeah. still our podcast. So just a little lighter advice. I don't know. You got two kids. You're going through a stuff. You get a Friday night, man. Just go somewhere nice. Get a steak. Come home. Catch a beat. Take a hot shower. Get some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> catch a beat. Hit the showers. Right. <laughs> Throw the game on. That means to me, if I'm trying to like relax, it's like good meal. Catch a beat. Take a shower. Go to sleep. <laughs> Crank down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, boys. Um, we got one more, and hopefully, maybe it'll take us in the other direction a little bit. Hello to the best podcast in all the land. All the land. Suburban dating <laughs> tips, aka Sorry, where to fuck. You're just you killed me. Just crank down, bro. Crank down. <laughs> just crank down, bro. Just crank down. <laughs> um, all right, so, uh, for those of us who are uh, looking to an exper- to experience a divorce in the suburbs, a.k.a. Ted Smith, suburban dating tips, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. where to find the ladies. So, you know, the other side of the coin. Easy one, boys. Private golf club bar. Go play around a golf Ooh. and come back to the bar for wings and a couple of cold beers. Sunny afternoon. It's easy picking. Picture it. Ted wearing the golf shorts with a white belt, golf shirt tucked in, a nice looking hat on and holding court at the bar. In walk uh, the recently divorced ladies out for a mid-afternoon mimosa, and boom, you can't stop it. Game, set, match. JP in Virginia. Oh, Virginia, I like it. I feel like that's setting me up to meet meet myself a lawyer, one of them fancy ladies. Oh, yeah, definitely. She drinks mint juleps. Oh, mint julep season is upon us, by the way, with uh, the Kentucky Derby next weekend. Oh, yeah. When's the preakness, or the freakness, as you call it? <laughs> so the derby is always the first weekend in may and then the preakness will be three weeks after that and then two weeks after that is uh belmont belmont but seriously it's the only time of year i ever drink a mint julep and I, I will have like you know a baker's dozen next weekend <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right well let's check in with uh yeah, let's see what's mattening. Hey, what's good? What's mattening? Uh, before we get to what's mattening. Hey, what's good? What's mattening? Check out what's mattening. Hey, what's good? What's mattening? Uh, before we get to what's mattening. 
Check out with what's back. Yeah, uh, I had I had just an action packed Sunday, man. Um, woke up, played eighteen with my dad and my brother and my brother's friend. Um, I the first four holes are pretty hard. Usually, I'm pretty happy if I'm four over par after the first four. Um, <laughs> I've been way more than that. Um, played it to even par for the first four holes, and then kind of fell apart after that and it was just kind of you know it all evened out but it was it was a good start um that's a new personal record so it's just it felt good um and then after that my dad and i went to the firebirds playoff game game three in a nice. best of three series so it's do or die all right and you know we get there and you know this crowd down here, you know, is, uh, you know, it's not quite, it's, they sing the anthem in that stadium. It's kind of nice. It's been a while. It was a good, you know, it was a good vibe. Um, but as the anthem was playing, I'm looking, we're on the, the side, um, the, the Firebirds shoot on in the first and the third. And then, so I'm watching the goalie for the, uh, for the Roadrunners, the Tucson Roadrunners. And he has his helmet off. And I'm like, dude, that kid's like, how old are these guys? Is he like 19 or something? Like, that's crazy. And I'm like, dude, think about like his ticket to the NHL may not be guaranteed, but he's dedicated everything in his life to hockey, like oh. on a crazy level that I can barely comprehend. He's, you know, he's just so much younger than me. But I'm just thinking about like, you know, what's at stake for him in this this game three you know, the first first series of the playoffs and like just had a really like, you know, powerful moment seeing him beneath the mask. But I was just like, but I hope you suffer tonight, dude. Like, <laughs> you know, it was just, it's all internal, but I'm just kind of, you know, the anthem's <laughs> playing. <laughs> I like that Matt's out there like a player now. Like most fans, <laughs> you listen to the national anthem, but like Matt's already like breaking down like the other dude. Because I mean, yeah. like, like players, like I always laugh too when like you see a player like crying before like a massive game. It's like, yeah, that guy loves the country. Like, not saying he doesn't. He also, especially in football, he might just be crying as he has worked up himself into a fury right now. And this <laughs> yeah. is about like he is ready to explode. Yeah, emotions are running high. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so then that's the side we were sitting on. It was this goalie side. Shout out Firebird scored four goals in the first eight minutes. So your wish came true. Yeah, they pulled him. <laughs> he had to walk right by the tunnel right by me. Did you boo him? <laughs> oh, I mean, I booed him. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was more cheering for the Kraken. It wasn't, a, I, didn't, I didn't boo him. I was just, it was loud. Everybody's all excited that he's leaving the game. I'm like, <laughs> There goes your dream, kid. Like, welcome <laughs> to the real world. <laughs> As it's going to be dry for you night, son. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a, long, it's a long bus ride back to Tucson for you, man. Like, <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. That's so ruthless. <laughs> yeah, I love sports, man. It's just I know, it's but fun. but now we're like the same age as those people, or slightly older, and it's just like so ruthless to I'm say like that to another man. Fifteen years older than him. I'm yeah, like, like fifteen years another, older like, than him. Just man That's... to man to be like hit the bricks. 
Like that's so ridiculous. Any other context, like if there's not a giant crowd around, it's just so absurd. I wasn't and yelling these things for the record. This was all in my head. I was high, not drunk. I was just thinking all these things, just watching the game, having a good time, you know, just cheering. Um <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's just I can't even imagine as a grown man being heckled by an. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a, I was not a heckler, I you know, but yeah, I'm just a Firebirds fan. What are you gonna do? Of course, I'm cheering. It's just team dynamics. So, uh, um, another one of those crazy fans, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, Tom, you know trust what, me. Yeah. He's right. a minor league hockey player. There's no chance you're anywhere near his age, <laughs> right? Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> right. dude, no, no, uh. No raindrop blames itself for the flood. I, I think that was like during the anthem, I had to like release myself of like, I had to really check myself to make sure that I'm not like bitter because I'm like old and didn't make my dreams come true. Like I, I did. It's all good for me. Like he's younger than me. That's great. But he's a competitor too. I'm a fan of the team, you know, and it was just like once, once I got past that mental hur- hurdle of like, I'm not a loser. I'm crushing it right now. I crushed it at KISW. Like, yeah. I made my stuff happen. Best of luck to you, pal. But, like, you're not going to get a real job. Jersey. Yeah. And also, <laughs> as a fan, like, that is your role to play on some, right. on some level. Like, you, you need to be that guy. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I mean, I had to get over it. And then when I did, it was just like, wow, I'm being really mean to this, like, high schooler. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, I, I, like I said, I was just super high. You know, their their uh, security thing when you walk in doesn't detect weed vape pens. I learned that the first time, and so you know, yeah, it's a great stadium, uh, and <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, awesome, yeah. So good week, and I watched Blink One Eighty Two at Coachella on YouTube, like. You, you don't have to deal with the heat. You just watch it with AC and like free soda water, no lines to the bathroom. It's just, it was nice. I had you a great... vape when you want. Yeah, just bags. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will say, uh, speaking of golf, who's the guy I love is Bob Does Sports. Okay. He's got a guy in his crew. They call the Fat per What's it? The Fat Perez. But like, okay. the dude is like a scratch golfer. And sometimes they'll have like a, like a current, PGA guy or live guy or like uh, they had Annika Sorenstam playing around with them and she's just like they're like what do you think about Fat Perez and she's like uh, first of all he can putt <laughs> she's like and he has a confidence that is all his own but I mean he is so good it's like ridiculous like but if that you just wouldn't pick him out of that group of four but he's easily I think he's a scratch golfer like he's the best oh, that's golfer awesome. in the group. that's crazy yeah. And for those who don't know, there's a golfer named Pat Perez. So like his name's literally a joke on that. Pat Perez, not even a like great golfer, but like I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. So Pat Perez, he's with Liv now. But yeah, it's a All play right. on that. But it's like your name's literally a joke, pal. Like, so these these pros probably think he's gonna be a joke. And then it's like, not nah, dude, I got this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. he's he is very good. Uh, all right. Well, I guess it's about that time. Cop topic. Cop topic. Uh, cop topic today. Maybe a little bit of a downer. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure if you guys heard the news. It might not be big in your world, but um, 
within the the Pike Place community, pretty big news today. Um, uh, yesterday, uh, Rachel Marshall uh, of Rachel's Ginger Beer passed away. She had a heart attack. Um, Forty two. It's pretty young. Um, and uh, so you know, just you know, our our hearts here at the podcast and and from the popcorn shop go out to her young kids and, and her husband and then all the staff at all of her locations. She, um, you know, hell of an entrepreneur and really incredible design and, and an incredible person too. She touched a lot of people and, you know, made a big difference in a lot of young employees lives. So, um, on the back of that, not to go too dark, um, but, uh, what is, uh, one thing you think everyone should experience in their lifetime? That's a cop topic this week. Uh, if you feel like it, feel free to email us, email at the podcast.com. And, um, yeah, just to, uh, anybody who is, you know, friends or, or family of Rachel, um, really, really sorry to hear that and, you know, feel for you. That's honestly, it's pretty shocking. That is shocking. I hadn't even heard that yet. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's just kind of starting to, to hit for people. They sort of released the news pretty late in the day today. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of making its way around, you know, text chains and stuff now, but she, uh, you know, she, she had a big impact on a lot of people. And so I think it's going to be going to be a big one for the city, man. Well, it's kind of tough to talk about something fun now. Yeah. Well, it doesn't even have to be something fun, you know I mean? And you know, one thing you, we also don't have to do we just have people write in but what's one thing you think everyone should experience in their lifetime i mean that could be even something like you know uh, i mean it can be anything it doesn't have to be like going to disneyland it could be like you know a true connection with another person or um, i don't know great like uh yeah i don't know boys we, we can do it we can skip it up to you ted your call yeah you know what i think maybe your words on uh on her might just say enough People can email in or whatever, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you can hear it in my voice. I'm like, man, that is that is shocking news. And you're right. She did have a huge uh, impact, not just on the market, but I mean, you know, in the Seattle area. Oh, yeah. All over the city, man. I mean, shit. did you guys know her? Uh, so I just met her twice, um, but, you know, we have a lot of uh, friends in common. And, uh, you know, she had Montana, the bar up on Capitol Hill. You know, I was a regular there for a while. That's right around the love that from your old house. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just like, you know, the kind of service industry in Seattle, like we just knew a lot of the same people. I don't know her well or anything like that, but yeah, just, you know, just a big impact. We kind of just run in similar circles. I mean, the only thing I would say is that times like this, I always remind people like, I, you know, if it's somebody in your family, some friend of yours, you know, it's all right to just tell them you love them and give them a hug. You know, don't yeah. have to be anything serious. Doesn't have to be because something bad happened, unfortunately, like this. Could be something good, but, you know, sometimes it's nice to get a text. I know both you guys are really good about that. I hear from you guys. And, you know, when you, especially when you hear news like this, it kind of reminds you, like, yeah, like stuff's not promised till tomorrow. Yeah, seriously. Especially when it's somebody who, like, died too young. It really does kind of put the fire under you. Cause I mean, you know, she's what five years older than me, I think, and I'm just like, wow. I'm I can't 42. Even imagine, yeah, exactly. Like, crazy man, just absolutely crazy. It is. 
Uh, all right. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Thanks for letting us know. I would say thanks again to Matt Hayward who came on to talk to us about uh, some rock and show photography. Uh, we will be back next week. Hopefully by this point uh, next week, the Seattle Kraken have advanced in the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Maybe the Seattle Sea Dragons have done something good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys will be happy to know Pub League's back in action. I missed a sitter. On a corner kick, but Ooh. trying to stay positive. I was very impressed. I was playing defense. I was impressed that I was in possession position to put a shot on frame that I pushed right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For, for MCTP, for Cobb, I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.